All right, guys, we are finally back after a few weeks when the Celtics were up and down. I got famous, and Doxy is still not being paid. <laughs> How you doing today, man? That that wasn't a laugh. I'm I'm actually crying right now. Oh, you, you're sobbing yeah. on the inside. Yeah. That's sobbing. how you cope with it. That's like yep. your mechanism. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna unionize still, but you know I gotta, gotta get through rough times. I uh, you, it's a work in progress. I'm oh, still working, yeah. still ironing out the details, but uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing tonight, man? Uh, I'm honored to be on the pod with a with a celebrity, Chris, Chrissy oh. Teigen's best friend. That, we are close <laughs> personal friends. Me and John Legend go way back, you know. Oh yeah, I'm sure he actually sent her your tweet for her to like. So that, yeah, exactly. He's like, look at what my good friend Jake uh, posted. You're gonna <laughs> the good love take it. Have her. By yeah. the way, that's like a controversial thing that she liked it. Half the mentions I get are people like yelling at Chrissy poor Chrissy Teigen, like, wow. how could you like that? Like, what are you doing? Like, Friends is amazing. It's my entire identity. What can I do without it? I, You know, it's it's funny because you, you tweeted about how, like, mild your take was. And I agree. Like, it's not even a bad – like, like all you said was that there are better shows than Friends. And that should that should not be, like, a, like a bad – that's just not a bad thing to say. Yeah. It's not wrong. The crazy thing about it was, like, you know, I'm not, like, sitting down there plotting out a whole thread. I was at, like, work, I think. And I was just like – Oh, they're gonna take friends off Netflix. I should make fun of it, <laughs> like very casually, like like a mild joke. Like I watch Friends a decent amount. You know, it's not like I hate it. I don't right. like froth at the mouth mouth at it when I see it on TV. It's just like a lukewarm television show. I thought we all agreed that it was like a lukewarm television show. Yeah, and like, I thought that was a general opinion. I mean, like there are some people who are like, "Oh, I love Friends," and you know, and that's cool, but. Like, yeah, the general opinion is that like it's an okay sitcom, and that's that. Yeah, it's, it's not like John this amazing thing i mean it's a decent show I, it, the crazy thing about it is half the people are like how can you insult friends i use it to fall asleep at night <laughs> I'm like you just fucking you just answered your own question <laughs> is that not <laughs> oh my god you fall asleep to it man like does that not answer in your own question but um ho- yeah like uh horse girl twitter is like furious with me there's a lot twitter. of there's a lot of it <laughs> Yeah, Equestrian Twitter is quite angry at me. They're not pleased. Um, it's a shocking amount of men are Do angry you... at me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like a judge. Like, I am a huge Sex and the City fan, which if you follow me, you know that. I don't judge men. They can watch right. whatever you want. I just didn't know so many men were, like, huge Friends fans. I just – you... How could you even use your phone? Because at this moment, it's at almost, like, 400,000 likes and, like – Oh How yeah. How could you even um, use your phone? Because when my the the only tweet that I've had that's like blown up, blown up had like what four, fourteen thousand likes, I think, and and that yep. just made my phone like unusable. What'd you say, Doxy? It was the Isaiah say? Thomas joke when he got traded. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> he's right. Like, he's like, Danny, I just got off the phone. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that I'm, was a good here, one. I'm about to that's re- a retweet that because that, that's a good one. I got to bring that back. Yeah, that's a good one. But um. No, I don't have my notifications like, turned on for even, Twitter. Even while you're in the I, app? I have so many followers. Uh, well, I'm in app, but I don't know. My phone's pretty good. I guess it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a time yesterday when it got like when it really, like really ramped. I think I ran like Chrissy Teigen yeah. favorited it. That like it was becoming difficult to use my phone to have like uh-huh. reset it. But since then, it's didn't been you fine. tweet that two days ago? Are we on, or, or was it like early yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I tweeted that Monday. <laughs> it's like very casually Monday. I like trained a session. I open up my phone and I'm like, oh, it's at like 200 retweets. Yeah. That's funny. 
And I'm like, keep glancing at it throughout the day. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? And now it's on like Facebook and Instagram and Reddit. Reddit it's on Reddit. Dude, it's fucking huge. Yeah, tell me it made, yeah, the, it's on... it made its way to black, black people Twitter. That's exactly. No one tell them. No <laughs> Yo, one tell I'm them. I'm about to post it myself. <laughs> <laughs> he's exposed no 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 it's on black okay. people twitter oh, I okay i was gonna say yeah, yeah that, that, that must have yeah. been no one tell them i'm white that's that's <laughs> they, like no one tell them i'm like super white yeah, I'm not I, was about josh say, gordon. They see, I know people are like confused about they that. see the josh gordon abby and they're like wow this uh this black guy has some takes <laughs> you know, it, 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 it adds a lot of funny context knowing that you're white and your apathy towards friends in like the whole scheme oh, of things because yeah. like i guess it's like typically black people that don't like think that friends is overhyped and like i guess as you can see from your mentions it's it's a lot of white white people like <laughs> it's a lot of white people like there's definitely some non-white people but it's definitely right. mostly white people and it's funny like you said a lot of people are just assuming it's a black guy. <laughs> like there's a lot of like black friends friends who are like it's so cliche when other black people hate on friends and i'm like okay well i'm white so like i don't really know where to go with no. this. <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> It's uh, it's been something you know. Honestly, else, your like, your the office take was was worse and more radical than than your friends take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I said the office like was garbage. Not that there's better shows than the office. Like I like I get when people are mad at that. Like you're a fan of the show. I said it was garbage. I mean, I don't get like adding a total stranger to scream at me, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of get like FBCU journalism like, girl. <laughs> yeah, dude, she was not. She was very upset online. Happy. She's the least of it. Some person wanted me to get the bubonic plague. <laughs> Is that why you sakes. tweeted that, like, that one tweet? Or like the one where Jake gets Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bubonic plague. Yeah, someone wants me to get the plague, man. It's not and, and It's, <laughs> not it's just great. so funny because you didn't even say anything bad. Like, even if I was a, even if I was a yeah. Friends super fan, saying that there were better shows than Friends is not a bad take at all. Yeah. That's not is that controversial? I thought No, like I'm a One Piece that. fan and I, I I will admit that there are better anime than One Piece. Anime. Just yeah. to, to clarify clarify. One Piece is the greatest yeah, yeah. piece of fiction of all time, just say. Oh, but within the within record. the media yeah. Wait, how do you reconcile no, cause, that? Because the, the original manga is 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 the greatest manga oh. of all time in my opinion. One yeah, of those. I'm an elite. One of those guys. <laughs> no, yeah. <I'm>... <laughs> this Buddhist man. <laughs> no, but like in terms of just anime, like the show itself, there are other anime that are better yeah. produced and more tightly written, I guess, and just things like that. So, like, that's not a bad take to say that. There's a lot of good stuff to say about One Piece, but tightly written. Oh, cool. No, that's them. not that. That is false. Dude, it's... there's like eight thousand episodes. When the fuck are they gonna get to the what are they for the Grand Line? They're what in the, the Grand Line. Look, I don't even no, know no, anymore. No. Tightly okay, written. Okay. I don't know, dude. I'm like eight hundred. You, you episodes can have back. an expansive and yet tightly written story because tightly. I mean, like, you know, okay. what I'm saying like it just because it's long doesn't mean yeah. it's not tightly written. Okay, but I would say there's a lot of filler, and what, I would say that what, goes what, what, tightly written. I know that's kind of a feature of anime, but like. Because any like backstory we don't need, any like I guess anything that's not helping us understand their like ultimate goal, which is you know the the, the crown. What the fuck are they looking for? They're looking they're for something, looking right? For the One Piece, which is the yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, treasure yeah. That, yeah. that was left behind. Yeah. So like anything that doesn't really directly relate to that. But that, but that's that's. I mean, we're kind of getting off the tangent here. But, but that's One Piece is. Well, Who cares? You're right. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck friends. Fuck friends. We can't analyze friends. Not, there's not much. There's boring. not much there anyway. There's not much substance, um, my friends. I'm sorry. Well, the thing about One Piece though is that it one of its strengths, and in fact, you could say that it's its, it's biggest strength is its world building, and because of the fact that it has so many 
you know, other things outside of the main cast of characters makes it a believable and immersive world. And those extra, okay. what you call filler or padding, you know, elements are what makes it such a great piece of fiction overall, not just a story. Okay. It's a big world. Can I agree? Can I agree to that? But also say that doesn't, that can conflict with tightly written. Like, I think that's all wonderful things. That's why I love one piece is because I love the characters. Like the characters are amazing. I don't mind the filler. I'm not saying right. it's a bad thing. I'm saying just, I don't know if that means yeah. it's tightly written. It's kind of like no, semantics I, yeah. here. It's I not important, saying. but I'm you saying, get what I'm saying? Well, I get, yeah, I, I, I agree with you actually. It, it's just that in terms of the main, like it's still a focused story. I would say like, you don't, at the end of the day, they're going from Island to Island with, to get to a place. It's not like they're, they they rarely yeah. veer off from that. I guess there's just a lot of islands in the way of their ultimate goal. But <laughs> there's a lot more than expected when you first start watching right. the fucking show. <laughs> but I will say this: <laughs> the thing, the great thing about One Piece is that like it's daunting and it's like, oh man, there's 860 episodes out. How am I gonna ever get to it? But once you get like the only thing I ever say to people is that it's about the journey and not the destination. And the reason I say that is because once you're like into One Piece and you like really catch fire in terms of watching it you're glad that there's so much to get through. Because, like, you know, you know when you have good shows and you're just like, oh, man, I wish there was more of this. One Piece is never going to end. So, you know, there's always... Yeah, yeah, there's always <laughs> right. more of so, One Piece. So, like, I've been, I have been caught up. And that means, like, I've been watching week to week for the last, I'm not even kidding, 10 years. I caught Holy up shit, in 2008 dude. when it was at episode 300. Like, I, I was watching week to week. And that was before anime streaming was a thing. So I had to watch, like, bootleg three-part youtube videos in 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 240p <laughs> and now you know you you can stream oh, man. oh you're out there i'm an og i'm an og one piece fan <laughs> and and so now you can stream one piece like at the drop of a hat which is awesome to me it's really it's 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 more inviting i guess but again the length of it kind of turns people off but you should give it a shot anyway because it's really good it is good I'll, yeah. I'll vouch for that i'm not a huge anime guy but i've watched like 300 episodes which sounds ridiculous yeah. to say and it's really good. It's just, it's just long. I, I don't yeah, have this time, yeah. man. Like I don't, I can't catch up. It's amazing. That's why I was, but... I was, in my opinion, I was lucky to jump on so young when I was a kid and didn't have responsibilities. Because like now, trying to jump into like some of the longer, like longer anime that I have wanted to jump into, it's harder for me to binge shows because like I, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. <laughs> like I have to yep. decide. Like, can, could I work from home right now or can I watch anime? Like, I have to make that decision. Like, do I, do I waste money? Or... The true challenge of right. being an adult. Welcome to the club, Doxy. Like, Welcome do to I the make extra club, money man. right now or do I watch anime? That's what I have to face on a daily basis. Um, you need to make extra money because I'm yeah, still not paying you. So you need to put food yeah, on your me, table. Me and my family, we need, we need extra money, but Jake won't pay us. Sir, please, please, sir. You went viral and you still won't pay us. <laughs> You're gonna do like an expose oh, piece yeah. on you, me? Like this man went viral, but he still won't pay. His we employees. need to look into Jake Jake's hiring practices. <laughs> Just who is this man? <laughs> when you get your uh, when you get on Ellen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be That's in, right, I'm yeah. gonna be in the audience. <laughs> I'll be like I have something to say. <laughs> You're gonna come up dramatic reveal, yeah, dramatic. Re- like uh, you know when P Diddy went on, she oh yeah, the clowns. <laughs> I'll pop like, up to scare him. That's gonna be you behind the couch. Yeah, you're gonna come out with like with like a, a a tax form. <laughs> like Jake, please sign this. It's my employer. <laughs> fair labor law like a like a printout you know i will say this about friends though just to circle back to that um yeah there's there's a lot to unpack in terms of ross and rachel and how that's a bad relationship it's a horrible relationship can we like talk about this also i i need to know are you team ross or you team rachel in terms of the break issue 
uh, the break issue, I, I, I will go with the, I hate the side of Frost. Like, I do hate right. the side of Frost. Like, I think they're on a break, but I think in an adult relationship, that doesn't right. matter. Like, you should just handle that better. Yeah, it's not like a, a relationship is not like a legal set of right. Documents. And then once you're on break, it doesn't matter it if you like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. Nah. Like it doesn't matter if legally, you know, quotations, you can, you're on a break and you can sleep with someone else or whatever. Like that doesn't matter in adult relationships. You need to be like, yeah, you know, technically I could sleep with you, but I need to realize that like there's going to be lingering feelings right. about that. Well, in the context of the world of friends and, and the unbelievable relationships that they already have, like, yes, like in the context of the real world, it's, it's a stupid debate because like that's not a thing. I mean, it, it does happen in the real yeah. world, but it's not like a, it wouldn't be like a big yeah. debate, but like in the context of friends, no. I'm I, I'm guessing you're leaning towards Ross. Yeah, Sadly, <laughs> I hate Ross. By the way, he's I terrible. Ross, he's my so. least favorite character. He's the worst. He could he could never get Rachel. <laughs> why why yeah. are they together? They would never be and together. He, like I know she's a little bit of an airhead, but like not and, that and bad. He's got you know, prime like, real estate on a professor salary in New York City. It's so yeah. it's so unrealistic. Yeah. yeah, he's the worst. He's like the just. The things I have to say about Ross and his like toxicity and everything, it just oh, he's just a bad yeah, person. Would, and that's the thing about friends that I don't like is that like sitcoms usually give you unlikable people and give them good stories. Yep. And and like you enjoy them because you're like, ah, oh, you know, I would never want to hang out with them, but like this is funny, so I'll watch it. But like friends yep. is these Always characters sunny. are so bad to the degree where it's like, I don't even want to know that you exist. Like I because yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even want to bump into you like, in, in a public place, I, like that's how bad these people are. Would you agree with this? That Joey is the only like semi decent person. Yeah, in he the group? sucks. I mean, maybe Phoebe, maybe Phoebe, but like but Phoebe is the kind of person really where it's like you see her in public. It... She does kind of suck, actually. You know what? No, 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 no. I take that back. Not Phoebe. Maybe Joey. That's maybe it. Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Because <laughs> here's the thing: like, I I like Chandler, and he's funny, but like, he's actually yeah. really annoying. He's a person that if you knew in real life. You'd be fucking really. He would hit you up like, "Hey, you down to hang this weekend?" And he'd be like, "Nah, I'm working overtime." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, no, no, no. It's funny because no, no, the no. reason I got into Friends was because um, I was in my interpersonal communication class, and we were doing presentations in a group. Is this like how to talk to white people? Is that the it focus of the class? <laughs> <laughs> this, this seems like taught, taught by a white professor. <laughs> to... <laughs> there, there we go. This is a how we talk to white people class. It was, no, it was actually, right. my favorite class of all time. But uh, yeah, no, Whoa, okay. And my favorite professor taught it. But um, but the a group did a presentation on Ross and Rachel, and I would, and they wow. made it compelling enough to the point where I watched like the first three seasons of Friends because of it. And that's how I got into it. And it, I also wanted to like understand the context because they they showed some clips of the of their like like when uh, Ross goes over for their anniversary to her job and she's busy and she kicks him out and then all that stuff. Yep. Um, so I mean that's how I got like into friends because everybody was telling me like oh it's so good and I, I was like once I got to when they actually start dating I was like okay I guess and then I kept watching and then, <laughs> and then I was I ended up being more invested in Monica and Chandler. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, they're not a great couple either. I know they get like put up, and like I don't mind either character, but I think they're pretty in real like, life. Yeah, I think they wouldn't work as a couple. Like I think they both have too yeah. many issues, and you know everyone has issues, but their issues are too like the same. They both like have these huge like security issues sure. and stuff, and it's kind of this weird like pool of relationship. It's kind of I don't mind them nearly as much as Ross and Rachel. Like I don't think right. they're that bad. 
but I kind of question them as a couple. Yeah, me too. I, I, yeah. Like, he's just so insecure about it and just – I don't know if he ever gets over it. I mean, it's kind of the sitcom. You can't have him change too much <laughs> or it's not, like, what makes a sitcom yeah. good. Like, if, like, Chandler, like, grows up. Okay, the show is not that funny right. anymore. And I agree. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I ever got that far, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I've seen in a row the first three seasons, yeah. maybe. And after that, I've seen like the, some from the last season, some from the other seasons. But I'm not sitting down and fucking watching this. It's like 10 seasons. For hours right? on like end. Yeah. Are you fucking <laughs> out of your mind? It got stale at like season and- four. Which is like up to what I Me watched, too. and that's and it's funny because like people will be like, "Oh, I'm I've rewatched Friends like three times." I'm like, "Why would you do that to yourself? You could have been watching One Piece." <laughs> Why do you hate <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you say you don't have enough time for One Piece, but you can watch four upper class white people create problems for themselves over and <laughs> yeah. over and over again for ten seasons. That's crazy. At, every single problem they have is like their own yeah. fucking fault. Which with that, like that, Joey, that, you're not a good actor. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's but fair enough. The problems that they do create are so out there that it's just like, uh. and here's the thing: it's it's just not a very bold no, show it's either. It's right? so like, safe. It's, yeah, it's like very safe and just kind of generic. Yeah. Like it's not bad. Like I said, like I don't think it's like a yeah. bad show. And like I said, like if it's on, I'm not. I'm like fine with it. And I laugh at the jokes, but it's not like it's very like run of the mill. It's not like this grand bold Actually, show. I enjoy watching. How I Met Your Mother more, even though it's basically the same show. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a way bigger fan. Because of some of the mother. characters are actually good. And, well, and, and good, yeah. I mean, like, more tolerable, I guess. More tolerable. Their flaws are more addressed, yeah. I think, in a there's lot of ways. Growth. Like, there's more Yeah, there's more growth. I think all the characters grow, like Barney yeah. in particular. Um, and uh, freaking Marshall and Lily have a really fun relationship yeah, to explore. Yeah, have good character arcs. Um, like, I just, like, I know it's like a knockoff. It's, it's the same show, but it's, it's better. better. Yeah, I think it is better. It is more out there, but it also it has that overall plot that I think works better. It does drag on towards the end, but the whole like, and obviously there's a ton of filler because you don't. He doesn't need to fucking tell his kids about every single woman right. he slept with for like a decade. Yeah. But you know, overall there's a goal. Like there's a we're progressing towards something. Everyone's growing. It's kind of like. And that goal doesn't suck. Unlike <laughs> Ross and Rachel, which is the goal of friends, which is a sucky goal. Like, I don't care if they get together. I actually hope – I wish it had ended with them, yeah. like, fighting. And, like, <laughs> maybe her okay, killing well. Ross would be a good ending. <laughs> uh, these friends people have me riled yeah, up, yeah. Doxy. They got me fucking riled <laughs> well, up. Well, you know, the thing about um, How I Met Your Mother, too, is that it leans into its own absurdity. Like, it, it's self-aware. Yes. Oh, huge. Huge. It's like Barney with the woman. <laughs> Like, Joey sleeps with women, it's kind of, like, laughed at. Like, Barney and the fucking amount of women he sleeps with and the March Madness, like, tournament that they have to determine who he fucked yeah. over the most is, like, them leaning into it. Like, this premise yeah. is ridiculous. Like, it's just... And, and I appreciate that um, as a sitcom more than, hey, these unrealistic people in, in unrealistic New York are having unrealistic problems, and they're not, and they're not funny. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're not funny. They're just not... I don't know. They just I, I completely agree with you. I think How I Met Your Mother is like, yeah, it's a copy, but it's yeah. a better copy. The, the actors are more likable. Like Everything about it is just... And it flows yep. better. I don't know. It's just better writing, I think. It's about the same length, too, isn't it? Oh, the thing, about, the thing about How I Met Your Mother that I do want to point out, and I think it's a defining thing, is that on rewatch, they foreshadow so much. Like, they foreshadow a lot of stuff. Seasons yeah, no, I agree advance. with that. Like, How I Met Your Mother was designed, and you could tell, which is really cool to rewatch because they foreshadow a lot of stuff that doesn't get referenced again until like three seasons. They do a lot of callbacks. They do a lot of like analysis of events 
that Friends, like, is very 90s in the sense that it's just like, all right, we're writing towards the end of the season. Let's hope we get yep. renewed. Like, that type of, like, bullshit. Like, Time About Your Mother is a lot more structured. Yep. And I that's, think. uh, once again, to bring it back to One Piece, that's a, that's a big difference between <laughs> One Piece and other, like, other anime. Because, like, other anime, it's a lot of, like, here's the monster or villain of the week. And it's just like a week to week slow burn against people that you're not really supposed to care about because they're, you know, they're going to be gone the week after or whatever. But with One Piece does that a lot early on, but you're right. Later on, I think it gets more into like the grand arcs, right? Like, reoccurring. And, like... and that's something you might not have, you know, be able to fully appreciate because you're only like 300 episodes in, which, <laughs> yeah. Only, only. yeah. <laughs> but dude, there's so much that comes back that it's like the tiniest off, you know, like offhand comment is actually like uh, this is something that that actually just happened in the anime an offhand comment by um sanji in in the sky pia arc you know like a little bit before they get to sky island is something that becomes a major plot like it's the focus of the plot thread and you have to like go back and and like when it happens you you kind of think like oh i think sanji said something like that and then you go back and look and he actually said it and it's just like it's the focus of an entire hundred chapter arc and it's just amazing that's awesome one Piece, like, I've never seen anime. There's animes I like better, but I've never seen an anime that makes me love all the characters as much yep. as One Piece. Like, I deeply adore every single character, besides fucking Ichigo, <laughs> but we could t- we, I don't want to drag the You're pod right. down yeah. into that, but um, that's the one character I don't like, part of the crew. But, like, Zoro's amazing. Oh, yeah. Fucking, like, all of them are just yeah. awesome. And, and Zoro's the one character where it's like, his, his number, I mean, to be honest, his number one trait is being objectively cool, but... But but <laughs> really like cool guy. That's yeah, like that's his only role in the crew. He I love that early on. I love early on in the show. Like everyone's terrified of him and thinks he's the captain. Yeah. Like because <laughs> they have all heard of him. They're like, oh, he's like the pirate right. hunter. Like we gotta like. <laughs> and, and then, but he actually is a good character with good development and good progression too. So it's just... very strong yep. development. Like he's a lot like the forceful. He forces the crew to do a yep. lot of stuff, and I think that's good. Like he because he just won't back down and he won't like. It got, it's a good like dynamic yep. in the group, and he has his own like running like he, gag, and and, and he, yeah, getting lost, <laughs> which is so funny. I, every time <laughs> it is hilarious because he's like this wicked cool, like objectively cool, like badass swordsman, and he's like yeah, lost every time. <laughs> There's like a big fight, and he's like, "I'm trying to save you," and he's like fucking going down the wrong street, like ending up in the harbor. Like, where are you going? <laughs> and then and then when he gets somewhere first by accident, he'd be like, "Where were you guys?" Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. plays it off because he won't acknowledge that, <laughs> no, right? Like he doesn't acknowledge that he gets nope. lost. Like he won't. He, he thinks everyone else is like lost or in the wrong yep. place. Dude, did you watch in the dub yeah. or the or the original Japanese? Um, I watched actually both for about two hundred, and then I think the last hundred I watched the dub. I uh, believe I watched both. I mean, the I mean, as far as English dubs go, One Piece isn't that bad, but I the the original Japanese actors are so. It's, no, better. it's better yeah, in my opinion, but it's all, they're also so talented, like objectively, like they're yeah. they're ridiculously good. All right, let's do character rankings as the last part of the sitcom. I want to hear your friends' character rankings. <laughs> Who's your favorite friends? Friends' character? characters are so forgettable that I have to go and look at their like on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> okay, main characters, main characters. No, I, no I, fucking I know. Side even main ca- okay, so like I know it's Monica Chandler. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe. Um, I'm forgetting who Rachel. Jennifer plays. Jennifer Aniston. Rachel, Rachel, right? Rachel. No, I know. It's just but the fucking thing. Yeah, you're right. Man, you are really not white. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't this is the say. most not white moment you've ever had on the podcast. All right, my favorite character is probably Monica. Why? Um, she's yeah, hot. Probably, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, she's not not, but 
<laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Continue. No, just because, like, I feel like they got a lot of good material out of her. Just, like, just yes. like her personal arc. Um, yep. I think she is probably the most arc, yeah. right? And, Maybe. I mean, you could probably yeah, argue and, it. And, and kind of growing out of her own insecurity because she used to be fat and whatever, which was, you know, played to it. Non- like, it just, you know, it was just a ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I woke up one morning, started running, and now I'm not fat. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll just sidestep yeah. that one. We'll come back later. Um, so, yeah, Monica's probably at the top. Um, I, you don't have to go through all four, all four or five. No, well, know that Ross is at the bottom. Oh, Ross yeah, is at the bottom. Rachel's, like right above him. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty toxic. Yeah, I'm pretty sick of her whole like daddy's girl yeah. act for a while. Like her whole like rich. Yeah, and Phoebe drives me nuts, but I can't really hate her. Like she's just like yeah. In I, a lot of the good like character moments involve Phoebe, I think. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, so she would probably be like her past and everything is a lot more like. All of them kind of grew up like very like, like I'm pretty sure. Monica and Ross grew up in decent money. Like, I'm pretty sure their dad's, like, a doctor or something. Oh, no. So, there's some right. shit. I get the sense that they come up. Like, she, like, Phoebe had, like, a fucking struggle. Right, yeah. <laughs> With her mom, like, who was supposed to be dead or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Then she's alive. Yeah. Who does? So, it's probably, yeah, Monica, then Phoebe, then, then, uh... I, my problem with Joey is that, like, they purposely make him dumber. Like, yeah, then, like, any person no, would actually like, be. Like, like he, he starts out, like, oh, funny comic relief guy, but, like, he progressively gets dumber as the show oh, yeah. goes. Oh, yeah. definitely. And I think, um, what's his face? Uh, all the characters do that, I think. I think they all start, like, becoming, like, self-parodies yeah. at some and, point. Uh, the show goes on way the too actor, long. It's, like, five seasons The actor long. said that he was actually upset about that um, because, like, he was saying that he was trying to talk to the writers about not making Joey so dumb. Because... Yeah. He'd yeah, be right. I, which, I mean, because you, you don't expect these, these characters to grow, but you can't have them regress either because that's just, that's just bad writing. Yeah, that's yeah. just stupid. You know, unless it's a plot point where they're regressing. Right. But it's not. It, Joey just does get stupider for easy yeah. laughs. Like, he reaches the point where he literally could not function in society. <laughs> <laughs> like, he needs to be, like, put in a home yeah. or something. Like, so, and, <laughs> and also, like, Chandler, I enjoy Chandler's quips, but he's, he's just a jerk, so I, like, I wouldn't, I don't know. So, he is so a I, jerk. He's, like, selfish. Yeah, he's, a, a, he's just a bad guy. So I, yeah, he is, kind of, it, it's hidden behind the quips, and I didn't see it the first, like, few times, but, I, like, the last few times I've seen it, I focused in on it, because someone told me this way before all this drama went down, and I'm looking at it, it's like, hey, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like, he's, He's one of those like nice guys, you know, quotations. But that like would be in like like um would be like, Oh, it's nice to you. What do you mean you won't sleep with me? <laughs> what <laughs> what Yeah. That 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 would be his role. Like that that it wasn't really a thing as much in the nineties, but if that came out today, that would be Chandler's yep. role. <laughs> Barney. So <laughs> Barney is not nice to me. Well work. yeah, I mean but you know what I mean. Like that's the same they're the same like role, I guess. In the in the show, no Barney's Joey, dude. Barney's ah, well, Joey mix with Chandler, kind of. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Barney's like super rich and right. smart. They, he's a but... he's a he's a combination. Um, yeah, so I would say the Joey and Chandler are tied. I actually I I'm I'm gonna put Janice at the top of my range. <laughs> no, I'm just like not even. <laughs> she is yeah, the best character because <laughs> she makes everyone mad, and I hate all the people yeah. on Friends. So, so it's good. They, well, besides Joey. yeah, they they all have it coming. I have a clear favorite. I have a clear mm-hmm. favorite. My clear favorite is Joey. Like, I agree with your point. Like, before he gets, like, really stupid, before it gets worse and worse. Like, I think Joey's, like, the actual only person on there who's, like, a pretty decent yeah. person. 
Like he's just stupid. Like, <laughs> and like you said, like before it becomes like a self parody, you know, he's actually like a character. Right. You know, he actually has like hopes and thoughts. Like he wants to like date Rachel and stuff. And, and he wants to be like um, a, you know, he wants to be a good actor. He's always practicing. Yeah, he like genuinely wants to be a good actor. Like he has goals. Like he has a progression. Like I really like the him and Rachel stuff because I think he handles it like really mm-hmm. well. And I think, like, Ross would never. Ross is a big fucking man, baby. If you, like, reverse the situations, Ross would have been, like, super dramatic and, like, it just, he would have handled it very poorly. If it was reversed, like, he was, like, the outsider coming into Joey and Chandler's, uh, Joey and uh, Rachel's relationship. Like, Ross, like, can't handle stuff. Ross is the kind of guy that, like, shouldn't be out in society. (laughs) Needs to be locked (laughs) up. Fucking thrown behind bars, that motherfucker. That man right there with the fucking monkey. You're taking yeah. him. And and it's it's sad that there are like people that are out there saying, "Oh yeah, I can I can relate with Ross." Like, there's nothing relatable about Ross. It's, no. Why would you find yeah. that relatable? And and why would you be proud of that to tell people? <laughs> why yeah, Why are you admitting this? Well, I guess a Ross wouldn't know. Like a Ross thinks he's a good guy. Like Ross is the hero of his own Fair story. Enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ross is very selfish. Um. Let's do how I didn't know you had watched How I Met Your Mother. Who's your favorite How I Met Your Mother ah. character? That's tough because they're all good. They are all good. Thank um. you. Yes. <laughs> well, Ted's a dick. Yeah. But like I like it because it's it's self-aware. Like the show, when you rewatch it, his friends and everyone that he interacts with are very clear about like Ted, you're kind of selfish. Yeah, and, like Ted, like shut the fuck up. And Ted. also he's a narrator, so like he's he's not yes. and we can't be sure that what happens in the show is exactly how events unfolded. Cause it's yes. all... I find that very interesting. Like the whole like dynamic yeah. of that. Cause this is all from Ted's perspective. So he's telling his kids this story so he can make himself look anyway. Like, cause you know, he's a jerk and whatever, but you, you could make the argument that he's making himself look this way to his kids so that he looks cool. So yep. there's yeah. that. So yeah. who... and they allude that they allude to that yep. a lot. Like, in the show. Like, a lot of the stuff, like, he'll say, like, yeah, you know, kind of airbrushing it or yeah. whatever. Like, I love when they smoke weed and they do the sandwiches. Like, they're, like, eating, like, subs yeah. or something. Like, that's, like, the running gag in the show instead of smoking. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> they're, like, eating sandwiches. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, in t- who, <laughs> excuse me, who's my favorite? I I don't know. I, I like Marshall. I don't... I, I... It's tough. I yeah. like them all. Really I'm, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm refusing. Okay. I'm going to go with Barney or Lily. I, Lily's I like, good. Yeah. Well, Lily's awesome. I think Lily's like, I love like how manipulative she is and always trying to like get like things her right. way. <laughs> but I love the episode where they reveal that she treats them like children and she like, like they, she treats her friends like the kindergarten <laughs> class and she like withholds stuff from them and tries to like train them to be better right. people. <laughs> like it's a terrible thing, but they acknowledge it because that's a good thing how I met your mother does unlike some other shows. <laughs> They'll, like, acknowledge when a character's being, like, really bad yeah. person. And, 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 that, and um, that character will grow. I like Barney because, one, he's really funny, obviously. Like, that's yeah. easy. Like, he's comic relief character. Two, he's actually, like, a really good friend at times. And I think that gets, like – like, Ted is very selfish. Ted will always be like, Barney's doing this. Barney, what an asshole. And then, like, that episode where Barney flies out to San Francisco mm-hmm. to, like, beg Lily to take Marshall back is, like, really cool yeah. episode. And that – like Ted, Ted didn't even think about that. Ted didn't even fucking try right. to help. And, and Barney <laughs> has a bunch of moments like that where he's like under the radar, low key, great friend. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't really like want to brag about it or something. Like he lets Lily live with him and stuff. Like it's played for jokes, but Barney does a lot of stuff yeah. for them. And, and yeah, Marshall's great too. They're all great. Yeah. I like them all. No, they're good. Besides Ted, <laughs> but 
Ted's fun but, to pick on. Like I don't mind him yeah, on screen. Yeah, and, and Ted is like it's it's in, like it's an understandable character. So it's not like I don't like him and I'm angry about it. It's just like I don't yeah. like him and that's cool. I know a lot of people like Ted and they have friends. Like it's not like people like Ross don't have friends. Ross Ross a bad oh, fucking yeah. person. <laughs> and I don't yeah. But, um, and, but yeah. I, you guys know how I feel about Ross. I'm I'm very anti Ross. Let's let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> You want to finally get to yeah, the Celtics? We, are we done with the sitcom portion of the time, show? <laughs> after 32 minutes, time to hit the Celtics on the Revenge of the Parquet pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good transition. Good job. <laughs> that, that's why you make the big bucks, yep. Doxy. That's why that's you make why the big I'm bucks. I'm starving tonight. What? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about the favorite thing. Because me and you are going to love this. It's not... It's a, one, it's more of a victory lap oh, for yeah. you because you said you want him to start like all year. <laughs> all year. But two, I will not be framed as the Marcus Smart hater. Like, I will not be framed as that. And I think everyone knows how much I love Marcus yeah. Smart. But I just didn't like him in the starting lineup. But cl- this classic, is it's moment. your podcast. So you get to frame it however you want. Must be. Yes. I'm the Ted Mosby. I'm the Ted Mosby. <laughs> I'm going to use like big words and like throw everyone off and act like I'm smarter than I am and then frame the story however. Oh, God. Does that make me Barney? Am I Barney? <laughs> No, I'm more of a You're Marshall, like a Marshall, yeah. I think. Yeah. You're a Marshall. We, yeah, we you're a Marshall. That, you're a really smart guy. We came guy. to that realization yeah, yeah. at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a Marshall, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Which yeah. is good, because I think he's one of the best like sitcom characters yeah, I, ever. Like He's a really well, good guy. I agree. <laughs> and he's tall yeah. as shit. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm <laughs> five, 11 and a half, six feet. I don't know. I haven't really measured myself in the last like five years. So I just assume that like you could call me a six. Last time I measured myself, I was 5'11 and a half. But I was also like... Now, now I'm like either picturing you as like way shorter than you're saying, or way no, taller. I'm legit. Like you're like, somewhere between five five or no, six, like five. legit. Like right now, in high school, senior year, I was five eleven and a half. Right, I'm I'm assuming okay. I've grown since then, just even to look a little. So I I guess I'm a six footer. I don't know. You you should ask. I thought you huh? hooped. I thought I, you hooped. I, I do. Hoop. I thought you were I, tall. A, I picked you like six two, like a solid nah, six two, like a guard. I'm, whatever, um, you know, Jack underscore my, the Jack underscore Michael seventeen. He's like I've never met him because he went he deleted his fucking Twitter and we went to the same basketball game so I didn't know until and I was like I would have met you Jack and he was like Ooh. he said something on Instagram he said something fucking like he was terrible. <laughs> Jack hey. was rude to me because I was like why didn't you tell me you were going to the game why did you delete hey but your Jack actually pays me for my services so you know that was a stunt. I can't I can't I can't slander Jack hey hey Jack is actually a real hooper like Jack can hoop like no lie what no, no he really can't I'm not, I promise you. On my on my Twitter account, he doesn't even have a fucking ankle. Dude. <laughs> I, I I promised Jack after we we balled together at BU, nicest facility I've ever been in to, to play basketball. By the way, I promised him. Oh, very very expensive college. Yeah, also, <laughs> but I promised him that I would defend his honor online when it comes to his basketball skills. Jack Michael can actually Jack underscore Michael seventeen can actually hoop. But he's like that's ridiculous. He's like he's like a, a shade taller than I am. So like we're probably both in the you know in the same ballpark. I would say I would say okay. I'm six feet tall. I, that's just an assumption. I don't know, but probably. I can't believe he can fucking hoop. I I can't I can't believe he, he can actually hoop. can when he's when he has an ankle. Yeah, ban ankles. As yeah, hashtag ban ankles. Yeah. How did we end up here? I, oh yeah, I called you tall. Or yeah, something. Marshall. Let's get back to Marcus yeah. Smart. You, you could you could take it away. You could talk about Marcus Smart starting, like what you like about it, why you think it works, all that stuff. I'll let you take the floor because you have been 
um, out here stumping for this for like years. Yeah, I really years. have. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I've written about Marcus Smart starting at least five times in my life, like on, on, on the record, on, on the internet. You could probably find all of them if you look hard enough, including the, the – I wrote a piece about Marcus Smart starting before the 16-17 season. Right. So, no, no. It was before last season, right? So after we had signed Gordon Hayward um, and we had Kyrie, I wrote a piece saying that Marcus Smart should start. And um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I wrote that. And then that's when the kind people at Celtics blog noticed me and they're like, hey, you want to write for us? And I was like, okay, sure. So that's... Yeah, you're a good writer. You're a good writer, man. You deserve it. it. So that, that was the... Writing about Marcus Smart starting is what got me in my position at Celtics blog right now. Um, and, and that was, and that was like the last time I've written about him starting. And that was like the fifth time. So <laughs> you're defining yeah. issue. You're defining yeah, no, issue. This is the one thing that I will always cape for. Cause he's like, and I, I think, um, Alex Kongu is going to write about this or he did about Marcus Smart kind of being the Draymond green of the Celtics. And, and you, yeah. you gotta look at it like this, like Draymond by himself is not going to give you like, you know, 30 points a game or 20 points a game even, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? But he facilitates the offense in a way that. If you leave him alone to shoot, he's probably not going to punish you. But if he plays within the flow of the offense, he's going to help your team infinitely. And that's, and that's what yep. Marcus Smart does, especially when he, he's paired with Kyrie. Like, like, we talk a lot about getting Gordon Hayward the ball in the second unit when he's playing with, with, with Terry Rozier because that, that unit works with those, with those two. But really yes. the biggest key to me is, like, yeah, you can keep Rozier and, and Hayward together and work that out. But the biggest gem is, is Smart and, and Kyrie because Kyrie – is like lethal with the ball, but when he's off ball, it opens up everything for everyone because everybody's attention is focused on him because he's a great cutter. And obviously he's yep. a phenomenal catch and shoot player, a catch and shoot shooter. So when Marcus Smart is handling the ball and, and Irving is running around on screens or, or even just standing in the corner, all of the defense, the opposing defense's attention is on Kyrie Irving. So you have a great pick and roll player in Marcus Smart who can run things with 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 Al Horford, and the floor is spaced so well just because Kyrie's on the floor, and that just yeah, and okay. it just opens up so much. Like I love the the two man pairing of Smart and Irving, and that's just my that was yep. that has always been my biggest it works yeah really that's well. always been my biggest argument for the two for Smart to start because anytime that Irving and and Smart share the floor, the offense works so well. Yep, I and obviously the defense. and that's been reflected. Yeah. That's been reflected in the numbers, like the net rating and stuff. Like everything is really good for Smart right now. And um, Irving. My big issue. And, yeah, and Irving. Yeah. But he was doing well before right. everything else. <laughs> <laughs> After the haircut. My big my big issue with Marcus Smart starting is that eventually, like, do you see it as a long term thing? Like, are you okay with this next year? Not next year, but like, like that no, long. Not or not next like, year. I don't even think it's gonna last until the playoffs. I, I, if it, Okay, yeah, but I'm asking about you, not what do you think like they will do. Do you, like are you okay? Like do you do you want Jalen off the bench forever? Because Hayward's not no, saying on I don't. Bench. I think that last game was like a really indicator. Like he's coming back. Like he's gonna be really good. And as much as frivolous as it is, and I know basketball Twitter like likes to like kind of get all like too smart for their own good about this. Players like to yeah. start. Like it's nice to be in that starting unit and you know out there. And I think Hayward eventually is gonna have to start, even if he's getting started minutes off the bench. Yeah, no, I. I think uh, Hayward's going to come back in the starting lineup like pretty quickly. Um, in terms yeah. of Jalen, I don't like. I don't. Even... Jalen's the issue, man. Jalen's the issue. Wait, we're going to trade him for Anthony like, Davis now? 
No, 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 no. I don't mean, I, I, no, I mean in the in the context of the starting yeah. stuff. I don't mean like Jalen's an issue. And I'm actually going to be really nice to Jalen later in the yeah. podcast. But the issue is that like Hayward on the bench can work because he's the ball handler. Yeah. Like what's the bench going to be if Marcus Smart replaces Jalen? Like the bench is going to be Terry Rozier, uh, Mook, Jalen, <laughs> like Tice, yeah. um, Semi, a little, like Chemi a little bit. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. That's just a no, weird it bench. There's no and, and people will try to argue like, oh, they'll just stagger. But the biggest issue with Brad this season is that he's not staggering. <laughs> so yeah. it's like. But to be fair, to be fair, I feel like he often starts the seasons like this. Yeah, he's always experimenting. Like Brad, yeah, he's always experimenting. He likes to run. Like Brad is slow to adapt in that sense. And this is not even a criticism because I think it's correct. I think Popovich is very similar. And I think Pop, people just give Popovich the benefit of the doubt as they should. Like, great coaches don't care about November. They care about what they can learn from November, not necessarily, like... The record. I, I think you, you... Yeah, you give the unit time to figure also, stuff out. Also, Greg Popovich's team is 11 and 13, so I think he kind of cares right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to be that guy? We're talking no, about his I, whole no, career, I, I, not like... This, we're talking about, like, a grand strategy of coaching right. here. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and this goes across sports, because Bill Belichick does this in football, too. Not to, like, sidetrack it, but Bill Belichick will, like... Be like, we're we gonna do this this week. And the Pats lose, and everyone freaks right. out. And I can't believe I'm defending Belichick right now, but like, because <laughs> my whole kind of shtick is like making fun of him. But I obviously, I obviously think he's like a really good coach. I just don't like saying that on Twitter because it's kind of funny to rally people right. up. But <laughs> like, great coaches aren't afraid to like kind of feel it out and be like, you know, this isn't working, but maybe they can pull it off. And a Brad's a big one on that. Too long sometimes. Sometimes he frustrates me with how long he leaves lineups out there. But that's momentary frustration. Like that's me. Being a, fit, a stupid fan who like wants immediate results. Um, I agree with you for the most part, but I think the degree to which he does it, it kind of borderlines on wh- whether or not it serves any purpose. Okay, because it can be counterproductive if you're like lowering team morale by constantly picking up losses or running bad, you know, for bad stretches just because you want to tinker around. Like I think there has to be a balance, and I think that Brad has kind of you know teetered on the wrong end of that balance a little. A couple of times this season. Yep. Which, I agree. I mean, that, that's not for me to say that he's a bad coach or anything, but his rotations have always been like a weird thing for him. So, yeah, he's he's very bold. My big thing about Brad Stevens is his rotations is that I never have a problem with his crunch time rotations, and I never have a problem with his rotations. I, I do. I, not never, not never, but sometimes. I, I do because like, what but, he'll do is sometimes he'll just leave. It won't be in crunch time, but leading up to crunch time, he'll leave guys on the bench for too long, and they get cold. Yeah, and then well, he doesn't. He doesn't play him heavy minutes. That's yeah, I mean, thing. but even even you if know, the, we can disagree, we can disagree with like if he should or not. But that's kind yeah, of his thing. That's like, fair. Thirty-two yeah. minutes. <laughs> you're getting thirty-two <laughs> minutes. Like you're not. Brad's not going to play you for like longer than that too yeah, often. That's fair. Like Kyrie's getting thirty-two minutes right now. If he was in Cleveland or somewhere, like 36, yeah, 37. easily. Yeah. Even after the end. And you know, we could Yeah, we could talk about the philosophy of that, but that's kind of his yeah. thing. And and not to bring up Popovich again, but guess what Popovich does? 31, 32 minutes and then you're off the court. Yeah, and that, well, that's more of the old band Spurs. Like that's carried over cuz back in back in like the mid 2000s, I don't think that that was how he did things. I don't have the numbers yeah, in front of me, but this is an interesting topic. Maybe we'll talk yeah. about it next time. Cause that's actually that would be a really cool. To, we'll like do like a coaching or something. Because that'd be yeah, really cool. I think back in like two thousand, you know, three two thousand four, when Tim Duncan was like in his prime, in his prime, like he was averaging like thirty four, yep. thirty five. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I think that's something that Popovich adapted to like around twenty ten, and then he just stuck with it. 
because it yeah. was working. Like, with, you know. Well, do you think maybe it's a modern NBA thing? Like, do you no, think... because Thibodeau is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he still exists. Yeah. He's 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 out there surviving in the tip with the Timberwolves. He's out of there this summer. It, yeah, I think he's. I think he, yeah, he that... sabotaged himself so he can get out of there. Who wants to be a Minnesota? Smart. No one wants to be in Minnesota. No one wants to be stuck with fucking Wiggins making all that money. Like, <laughs> 150 million. Hey, you yeah. promise me you'll get better? Yeah, sure. All right, bet. <laughs> will you play defense? Like, <laughs> will you look like you give a shit out there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? That draft class, man, they were so fucking hyped. And it's hard to say they're disappointing because Embiid is so good. But like, Embiid was the I least hyped out that... of all of them. Out of all the top Yeah, of picks, the big yeah. guys, yeah. Yeah, he was. And then you got Jokic, too. Like, underrated. Pick up. Yeah, but he's way down. Yeah, I'm talking about the lottery yeah. guys, but yeah, Jokic is awesome. And he was like second round? Yeah. End of first? Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah. What a fucking pick. <laughs> yeah. I, they struck gold. That's, that's one of the best picks. That, yeah, that's... And they had... Um, they struck... Would you say they struck a nugget of gold? Oh, my God. Like a, I'm, I'm hanging okay. up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Come brother, on. this on, guy stinks. <laughs> that was that a good was, one. It Come wasn't on. your best. All right, seven out of ten. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> I accept, yeah. I accept this. Oh, so anyway, back to Jalen Brown, though. I, I don't see Marcus Smart starting over him as a long-term thing. I wouldn't yep. want it either because, like, Jalen Brown's supposed to be – him and Jalen and, and Jason Tatum are supposed to be, like, our marquee two guys for the next decade, right? So it's like I can't yes. – I don't want to risk making him unhappy heading into his max yes. contract negotiations just, be, yep. just for my own love of Marcus Smart. I will say, though yep. – that when Hayward gets out of here at the end of his contract, that's when I want to put Smart in the starting lineup. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's you know way down the road. It's two years that's from now, probably fair. Because Hayward already up? did his first year. He's this is his second year after that. That's right. That's how NBA card. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So two years from now, I definitely want to put. I would. I would definitely start uh, Smart, Irving, uh, Tatum, Brown, and then Horford. And then Horford for like another two years. Well, end of two years from now. I know it's like semantics, but I'm just doing the thing. Yeah, about no, yeah, like, it can't be that soon. Yeah, I was like, it can't be that soon. It's like uh, 2022, right? Uh, here. Like the beginning. He of, signed in 17, like, so 2021 is his last season. 21, no, yeah, 22. 21, 22. You're right. Summer, summer 22. Yeah, okay. All right, summer 22. All right, for a second, I like panicked. Here. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but and then and then you know we'll 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 get a couple more like a year or two out of Horford and then we'll you know have him phase to the bench as an older guy. I hope so. I hope we oh, can. Yeah, keep I him. want him to retire. I would love, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd and be then great. Either whoever we draft this summer or Rob Williams, if he if he turns out to be like really good, <laughs> we'll, we'll slide yes. into the five there because you really could get away with putting Jason at the four. Um, you know, yes. long term. And, no and Jalen is clearly a three if you want it to be. Yep. So, yep. So I think that like long, long term, Smart should be a starter. Long term, he shouldn't be. Short term, he should be for like the next month or two. Yeah, I'll agree with the month or two, but I think eventually you want to start, like I said, phasing Jalen yeah, back in because that bench like, is going to suffer. Yeah, that bench. Yeah, we're not getting punished for it as much right now, but and like people say, you can stagger, but you know, let's. It gets a little I, weird. It, it's harder yeah, than people and think. And I also think like it. If today, or not today, uh, December 15th, you trade Terry Rozier for, like, Mikael Bridges to Phoenix, then I would have no issues bringing... Do you think they would do that? I don't know. <laughs> they they kind of should. Yeah, I don't know. You, you I think, think they, they should? should? But 
No, and and and. No, we'd have to give him a pick or something, right? Like you assume, it's like saying Terry Rozier. Yeah, like, like maybe the Cl- the Clippers pick, or whatever, because that's lottery pick yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. And you get Mikael Bridges, then I would move Smart back to the second unit because I know yes. that he's going to get the ball. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with that. We're in total agreement yes. on that. The issue with Marcus on the bench oftentimes is that Terry Rozier yeah. has the ball. And what is Marcus going to do off the ball on offense? Like crash the boards, get a rebound? Yeah, miss <laughs> he shots. can't do much off yeah. the ball. Yeah, miss, yeah, so, miss shots. So it really comes down to I just want to see Smart have the ball in his hands and, and make things yes. happen. He, he, Smart with the ball in his hands. Yep, and he does that in the starting, in the starting unit because Kyrie slides off ball and everything just works. In the second unit when Terry's yep. not on the floor, things work. Like He developed yep. such great uh, chemistry with Tice last season. It was it was yeah. the offense to pick him up with them. Same same thing with Rob Williams and their limited minutes together. Easy offense because he's our best pick and roll player. Yep. He Actually, is. I don't know. I don't Hayward, think that's be better when he's fully healthy. Oh, yeah. Hayward's his cross court yeah. pass is my favorite thing. Oh man, yeah, I know, right? He like oh, shot man, that, that, that two hand <laughs> overhead overhead pass is like my favorite yep. like unsung <laughs> thing of uh, like last year. It was Jalen Brown's high and high and far closeouts. Like, you know how he oh, yeah. just, like, gets his whole vertical out to do closeouts? That was my favorite, like, yeah. unsung thing of last year. And then, then Jalen Charles, yeah. you mean? Like, he just, like, plows into him. But it's, it's a like... good technique, though. It's a good – because it – Yeah. I, I agree with that technique yeah. as opposed to, like, running out and touching their stomach or whatever. And, and then this season is, yeah. is Gordon Hayward out of the pick and roll, overhand, overhead, two-hand, like, chuck to the corner, cross-court yep. chuck. That's my favorite thing to watch. Hayward as a ball handler oh, is so man. good. I'm so happy to like watch him play better and better. Like, he, first of all, I don't think he's been an issue in a solid like. Three no, or four for weeks. sure. Like, I think he's been but pretty I good for the last like, three or four weeks. Bench, yeah. Okay, that's a different. Yeah, it's not, it's not because him. he's a problem, but because Terry was there, the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it really is true, um, though. Like, it's unbelievable um, how bad Marcus Smart looks. No, it's unbelievable how many so good. issues with the team stem back to Terry. And I and, and I yeah. like Terry. Like, I hate that I have to do this, but. Me too. He's just one of the best guys, like, in that I can recall in Boston sports. Like, he's a really funny guy. Like, really yeah. cool. You want to root for him. He has big moments, and I'll give him that. Like, he will have moments where you're like, "Fucking scary Terry <laughs> is like draining threes and like beating a team by himself." Yeah. But most of the time, dude, like a good solid eighty percent of the time, it's like, "What the fuck right. are you doing? Why can't you pass to the big man rolling it, to the rim?" It's like open right through the. For main. somebody looking for a big contract, <laughs> it shouldn't be a celebration when you run a pick and roll correctly. No. But it's it's this like a, a once a week, if even once a month, more like situation where we're like, yep. wow, Terry hit the roll, man. I feel for Terry. Like I do. I know he wants his money and he deserves his money and he's trying to get it. He would be so better served to do less. Like people would be more likely to give him money if he wasn't trying so hard to score buckets yeah, right now. Like, he's going in and calling his own. I, I think I talked about this on the last pod, but he's like, he's, he's gunning it. Yeah, he is. Way too much. He's not running the bench offense. Like. If Jason Tatum is on the fucking floor with you and you don't get the ball to him, <laughs> if I see that one more time, I'm going to come yeah. to the TV, Terry. Like, I need to talk to you. <sighs> yeah. You need you need to fi- – Jason Tatum will, like, hit, like, six of the last seven, and, like, he'll just be sitting in the corner as Terry Rosier dribbles the air out and, of the and ball. Terry and loves, Terry loves that drive into the, into the you know, foul line area and then do the turnaround spin. Yeah. Yep, oh, like the panic. God. Like, oh, <laughs> he, he panics. He just, like, realizes he didn't have yeah. a plan. He's like, oh, I forgot I can't finish. <laughs> yep. Like like I've said many many times, Terry Rozier off the ball is a pretty. Oh good yeah, player. no, that, that's when he's at his like best. Like he's just pulling up for threes. Like if he pulls up for a three or he drives immediately, he's yep. pretty good. 
That's why I think he'd be a really good fit in Phoenix over, like, Orlando, even though I, I would want him in Orlando just so I could, like, go see him. But he, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be really good fit in Phoenix because Devin Booker is, is at his best when he's running point for, for Phoenix. They yeah. just don't have anybody dynamic see- to pair with him. And as an interesting thing, as it points for Terry Rozier's personality, I think he'd be someone good for the Phoenix Suns because he's been there. I know he's young, but he's been there. Like, he's gone toe-to-toe with LeBron. Like, he's been out there in playoff, crucial playoff moments. Like, he has experience. It kind of seems funny to tout him as, like, a veteran, the guy with experience. But he really is. Like, he's tough, and he won't Yeah, this playoff run was great I think the Suns – yeah. And he's been on the team now for, what, three years? Like, he's been through a lot of runs. This is his fourth year, Um, I think. Yeah, fourth year. Yeah, so he's been through a lot of rounds yeah. with us. He has. He, he's pretty, like, battle-hardened. Yeah. This and, and the Suns aren't. The Suns are, like, pretty soft. Like, they haven't really played a lot of Brian games. Anderson is the only guy kind of, there. And Trevor Ariza. The only two yeah. guys. And they're not, like – yeah, they're not, like – I don't really know Ariza's personality as much. But Terry Rozier is more assertive. Like, I feel like he would be like, hey, we need to fucking right. be tougher. Like, he's not, like, a Marcus Smart-level leader, but he's going to go out there and be like, we need to compete. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's the – and also, there's a Puma connection between him and Aiton. They're both Puma athletes. Oh, yeah? They're bringing Puma yeah. back? So, I don't know if that's a good thing right. or a bad thing, having two guys. I don't know. Yeah. In Walmart sneakers? <laughs> you guys in Walmart sneakers out there? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's, uh, that's Kawhi. How do, you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, that's Kawhi. Yeah, fucking New Balance. What are oh, you doing, God. man? What are we, why are we here? <laughs> how do we end up here? You're about to ask me? Yeah. So, yeah, we... You're about to ask up? me something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Aiton so far? I haven't watched much of him, to be honest. I've been too busy okay, watching yeah. uh, Doncic. Oh, God. Uh, blog yeah. boy. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that people are trying <laughs> to disparage the pick, though, because he's averaging 17 and 10 on 60%. So, like, this, uh, uh, Who's disparaging the huh? pick? Oh, oh, Aiton. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I thought you meant Doncic. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Doncic. I like how – okay, I will say one thing, though. I do think it's funny that people talk about like Aiton's like ceiling as a. I know big defense is more important, mm-hmm. but like he's a way better defender right now than Doncic is. Like he really struggles on Luca. Really struggles on. The I don't think end. that Aiton's even a good defender. Like I said, I haven't watched a lot of him. No, no, no. I I agree, but I think he's way better right now, and he has more tools to improve yeah. on that end. He's well, actually, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, because I think he has kind of short arms, but he still he still yeah. has the athleticism to to you know at least yep. contest shots. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying, like, he's going to be this great defender or anything, but, like, if you want to talk about players that might be limited by their – obviously, Luca's offensive game is far more polished and, like, he's going to be an NBA player for a really, really yeah, long time. Yeah. That's indisputable. He, like, he's going to be here for 15 to 20 years. Like, he's not going anywhere. Did you see that step back he's unbelievable. the other night? Oh, that was so oh. nice. That was ridiculous. That yeah. was amazing. I feel good talking about Luca now. Because we're so deep in the podcast that the blog boys would never be listening <laughs> this far. So, like, I can you praise got, him. And it's you got to get Twitter. through 30 minutes of us talking about friends in one piece. Yeah. Because get... I'm never praising him on Twitter. I'm never. I'm well, you have an agenda. It. And I, I mean, I can respect it. I have an agenda. Like, that's, this is my goal. <laughs> like, I will not allow him to prosper I won't on allow, Twitter. But I do think he's a really good player. I won't allow Trey Young to prosper because. Why not? Why because. Not after uh, the Hawks wouldn't trade us Al Horford in 2016, I, 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 I swore to yes. myself, yeah, Fuck the basically, Hawks. because I was like, you, I hope nothing good ever happens to your franchise ever again. Very petty, very yep. petty. And then them. they lost Al Horford for nothing. And then they yep. lost yep. Paul Millsap, Kyle Corbett. They lost everything, and they and they, they lost now. everything. And they got 
they got Dwight Howard. Yeah, and, and on top of that, they made it look even worse by by trading away from a generational pick in Doncic to to, to sign yep. the next Jimmer for that. Oh, nah, no, I know, I know, no, I don't do Trey Young. Like, don't do Trey Young. Like I'm, that. I'm, I'm slowly. That man's not going to be in China. Kidding. He's going to be in, uh, yeah. in Turkey. That what? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, they clearly should take oh, him. Man. Like, that's. It, uh, can you imagine like, Luka and great. then this year adding, like, Zion Williamson? Yep. And the matter. Yeah, because Dallas, Dallas is in trouble. Well, not in trouble, but, like, long term prospect wise, they're not going to get good no, picks. Because they're too competitive. Yeah, but they suck and they're too competitive. Like, so what do you do with like Dennis Smith Jr.? Like, because he can't really play with Doncic, right? Like, that's my issue. I'm not watching it. I'm not either. I should be because they're fun. Yeah, they are fun. They're fun squad. Even though fucking Luca is a flopper (laughs) and Jalen Brown like didn't even touch him. Jalen Brown is literally just like he breaks for impact and all of a sudden is throwing a shoulder. Come on. Yeah, like what? (laughs) Sorry that you're like a fat euro and you can't. (laughs) Stand up to Jim. Get back up on your feet. Stop yeah. crying. Oh, that made me so mad, yeah. dude. And then he stared down Kyrie. Yeah, well, that, it happened because oh. he was staring down Kyrie. And, the, and then he, yeah. and then he got into Jalen's yeah. face. Like, come on, man. You already – And then yeah. we lost. You know, that's Ugh. the most frustrating thing because I remember uh, Jalen's rookie year, Steph Curry tried to talk down to him and, and was, like, all in his face after hitting that shot at the end of the, at the, end of the third. Didn't score the yep. rest of the game. Didn't Celtics score. Won. Didn't score the whole. Jalen had the last yep. lap. I, as soon as Luca started getting in Jalen's face, I was like, "I hope you guys lose by 20. And then, and then the team folded. Yep. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me, man!" Because they went out hard, and then they just they fell into yeah. their issues. It was uh, it was because Terry Rozier let JJ Barea go off, and by the t- yes, by the yeah, time he was he hot, good- there's nothing. Mark- like Marcus Smart's a great defender, but there's nothing he can do against a guy who's been getting his his shot no matter what for the last three quarters. Especially a guy like Jay, uh, JJ, who's going to be very yeah, sneaky. He's smart. Like he's going to come off screens. Yeah, exactly. He's going to attack. He's going to wait for Smart to rotate, and then atta- like he's just too yeah. clever with that stuff. So. Like, and and um, I I tweeted something about like, oh man, Terry Rozier let JJ Barea roast him, and and people were like, what are you talking about? JJ is good. And like, I'm not saying that he's not good. <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> what year right, is this? And, and he's not he's not great either, but he's not like he's, that. And I get that. My no, point was that it's the way that JJ was was cooking Terry. <laughs> like he was just beating him off the dribble when Rozier is yeah, like ten years younger than him and like three times more athletic. There's no excuse for that. Yeah, no, it's poor defensive position. Yeah, like Terry Rozier has really poor oh, footwork. I think on the it's, defensive it's end. It's crazy, and, and he plays with Marcus Smart, so it's like you should be able to just look at him and understand. Yeah, Terry Rozier was like a famous defender coming out of college yeah. too. Like people like remember all those reports. People were like they don't want to work out with Terry Rozier because he's murdering yeah. them in practice. <laughs> like he's like hounding them on the ball and he's beating them transition. He's working out harder yeah. than everyone. It's like what happened? And then he's just he's not lazy. He's just not where he needs to be on yeah. defense, which is driving because even when even when Berea kept scoring on Smart afterward, it wasn't like it, it yeah. was, he was making tough shots. Like yeah, he's like fade shots. away. Like if you're coming off screens and yeah, yeah stuff pull like up that, fadeaways. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't because Smart was letting him get to the basket. Like Smart had good positioning and everything like that. But once you get so many open looks at the rim, like NBA yeah. players, you're gonna get hot, and that's that's what happens. That's also not like his matchup. Yeah. Like there's a reason why Terry was on JJ. Like Marcus Smart's like more like for the yeah. wings, bigger guards and wings and and also like. That. like I don't even then. I don't think that Smart has ever truly gotten cooked by anyone except for Kemba, and Kemba was like on one. Ah, oh, Kemba was yep. unconscious. Oh no, uh, kind of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton did a little bit because no one could stop Chris Middleton this season. 
No, uh, in yeah, the but Bucks series. Yeah, Smart had only one working thumb, so I don't hold that against him. I'm talking about, like, this season. <laughs> the Jam- Jamal oh, okay. Murray is the same thing. They let him get 14 points in the first quarter. Like, at that point, he's already yep. hot. It's like, what is Smart going to do? Yep. Yeah. It, yeah, that yeah. wasn't on him. That was just, but Kemba, you know. he spent, like, most of the game on Kemba, and Kemba was just, like... Kemba yeah. was ridiculous. But that's the only time Kemba. where it's, like, Smart, really. You remember that? Hey, you remember um, Kyrie Irving's rookie year when he played the Celtics and dropped 40 on us? And and and, yep. and then Avery Bradley tweeted, "Ain't nobody dropping forty on me." <laughs> and then deleted the tweet. I don't know if you were. I don't know if you were around for that. That was that was so funny to me. I remember it. Ha- I remember him dropping forty. I don't remember no, that. He, he he definitely tweeted that. And then 40. it was basically him blaming Rondo <laughs> because yep. he's like, nobody ever dropped forty on me. Uh, I'm like, oh, all right. All right well, let's uh, like flash forward to the playoffs a few years. I mean, don't get me wrong. AB did amazing on Kyrie up at uh, point. Kyrie Cook. There's a few moments where no one can no one can stop Kyrie when no he's hot. Can, like, no. he's under. Yeah, no, because how do you stop him? He has that ridiculous handle, and then he can pull up. Hey. Like he doesn't have to get to the rim. He just can't. Yep. Like, and he's got an elite first step. Even yes. like people don't think he's athletic because he's not out here like dunking like Westbrook. But Kyrie is a yep. super athlete. Yeah, he's very he's a good athlete. He's a good height, good frame, good speed, like everything. He moves well. Yeah, good speed. He can easily dunk. He just doesn't. Yeah, it's not worth the stress. Like people on always. Knees. <laughs> no, I'm being for real. He's too he's too cool. He's too cool to dunk. Yeah. He wants to spin it off the backboard. It's not it's like... not part of his reality. <laughs> that's that's right. Yep. Uh, comparison is the FIFA joy, and so are YouTube highlight videos <laughs> of like dunks. Yep. Like. <laughs> that's a that's an all time quote. Comparison is the FIFA joy. Yeah, he was quoting Brad Stevens. Too. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a quote. Of, it's a quote of a quote. It's like that the office thing where it's like ninety nine percent of the shots Wayne Gretzky, like Michael Scott. <laughs> it's like Kyrie Irving, Brad yep. Stevens. Aristotle. I love that they have such a good relationship, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge factor. Yep, I think for recent because like, who's coaching him in Cleveland? Tyloo. Yeah, right. Yeah, no one respects no. Tyloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did get canned kind of early into the season, and as this. Oh. That was stupid. Yeah, this yeah. season, I don't think it was his fault that they were losing games. Like, they just suck. <laughs> no, they just yeah. stink. They stink now. They're even worse yeah. now. They're not – that's a lazy fucking team when we yep. played them. And, you know, and that's the thing. I would have liked to see Ty Lue get a good chance with, like, a – you know, like, this team sucks, but I would have wanted him to get a, you know, get a chance to, you know, work it out or whatever. But they canned him, like, seven games in. Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't really give him a fair no. run. So what do you feel? I want to do one last thing before we get off. What do you think about like Jalen Brown moving forward? Like, are you worried about him? Because I, recently he's been impressing me a little bit. Like the shots haven't been falling per se, um, but he's been more aggressive. Like he was starting to get more confident. It kind of the timing of his injury. It might have been good for the Celtics win loss column it's a little bit, but it kind yeah, it's bad for him because he was starting to really feel that role. Yeah, I I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't. I was never panicking about Jalen. And and no. you know I, I never panic about much on the on the timeline. <laughs> I, no, I, I did get, I did hit a low point against Dallas, but like in general, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm fine. With with Jalen, I feel great about him because I was I was think I was noticing the same thing. He he was getting good shots and he was willing to drive to the rim compared to the rest of the yes. team. Which there, there's a clear role for for him because nobody else is doing it. And he was yep. picking good spots. Like I don't think he ever got to like jacking shots. So nope. I thought he was he was playing really well. Um, I still would like to see him come off the bench for the next like month. As, I I think that as as yep. much as we need to you know experiment and find what works and let guys figure it out, we also need to win games. 
Yeah, I'm less concerned about Jalen off the bench than I am Haywood. The issue is the fit works better with Haywood on the bench. But, um, like, I'm less worried about getting Jalen starter reps for now, like in the yeah. short term. Because I think him playing at second unit guys that he can bully and that's dominate a, is really yeah. good for him. That's a big That's a big part of it, too, because he's – like, how many second unit forwards can, can stop him from getting to the rim? <laughs> Jalen's a beast. Right? That's a very short list. Freak. That's a very short yeah. list. And here's a like that confidence will come into the him with the starting lineup because his issue has always not been confidence but not decisiveness. He's not a decisive player, and then at times he's too yeah. reckless. Like he he varies between like too passive yeah. and too reckless. He needs to find that like fine line, like that confident line. When he's confident, he's he's, he's a very intelligent guy, but when he's on the court, yes. he um he lets he's he's more yeah, instinctive not... than than thoughtful, I should say. Yes. So yes. it's uh yeah. Basketball IQ and like actual IQ are no, not, not the same thing. But that's not to say that yeah. he's a, he's bad with basketball IQ. I think it's just more that he prefers to let his instincts take over, and yep. and and sometimes his instincts will tell him the wrong thing. I think uh, he really likes to post. Oh yeah, people. He, he, like, he really he likes going. It. He for goes. It. He goes. For, and I like that. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a killer. I don't. I don't know. And, and Jason's kind of picking that up too because I'm. I've seen Jason go yeah. for it more this season. Jason pulls it off yeah. a lot more. Jason <laughs> pulls it. Jason's better at picking his spots. Well, and, and he also has a, a better body for post driving because his long arms. It's easy. His ridiculously go go gadget. <laughs> yeah. Like he always surprises me when he can just reach over someone and dunk it. Like it doesn't look like he can. They just keep the way going. He plays a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way he plays at times almost like reminds you of a yeah. guard in a lot of ways, like a sh- big shooting guard. And then like there'll be moments when he gets a rebound or like a he's in the paint. They like, oh shit, this man's a forward. <laughs> he's, a, he's a large forward. <laughs> yeah, he's a large forward. He's got long arms, man. He like when people run around and they just blocks him like they're little kids or something. They look like a little kid at the rim, like, like trying to get it up and he reaches out yep. and grabs it. Because his arms are so long that even if you get a step on him, it just reach right you know. over you. And his great rebounding, isn't that right? Yeah. Doxy? Yeah. I, we, you know, we win some, you lose some. <laughs> that's right. You were right about Marcus Smart starting. And that's a, the funny thing about that is that I, like, you weren't anti the Tatum pick, but I was the one that was very pro Tatum. Yeah, you were, like, more pro Tatum yeah. than I was overall. <laughs> and then overall. you ended up being right about the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 like, the only reason I know about it is because I watched, like, every single one of those ACC tournaments. Yeah, games. and he was rebounding well. <laughs> and, like, you could see it, like, when it mattered. Like, most of the game, he didn't really care about it. But when it mattered, like, no one could stop him on the glass. He was just crashing. Yeah. He's, he, he's good at going up and finding it. Like, he has good instincts for it. Like, he's not, like, a boxer outer per se. He's not, like, a like a dominant guy down right. low. But he's good at going up and get it. He sees where the ball is going, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Like, he knows, like, a lot of players, like, can't read it well. He reads it well, he, I think. Yeah, and he used to watch a lot of basketball. Like, he would, like yes. he was he's a real, like, hoop, hoop head. And he and unfortunately, he spent you know, a lot of that watching Kobe. But you know, whatever. But like, <laughs> we're, we're we're past yeah, that no, now. We are. He he's been phenomenal the last couple of weeks. He's been sensational, yeah. man. He's been absolutely like people are like just kind of forgetting about him. He's been his shot chart lately, is man. beautiful. It's a work of art. <laughs> the paint or threes? Both. Yes. Yeah. No. No. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, he's taking <laughs> yeah. either or, and not nothing taking. in between. He can take the mid range. Okay, I'm okay with him occasionally doing it, and I think you yeah. are too. It's not the issue, like. Occasionally, you could do it. It's a good weapon yeah. to have. It, ha- it it makes the defense more hesitant to cover you out in the line if you could drive past them, but also pull up. It was just skewed um, too much to the yeah, too much. But like, I I like the shot for him when he's in the mid post and fades away. Like that's a good shot for him because nobody's nobody's blocking yep. that, nobody's contesting that because 
No, nobody's his yeah. legs are too long, his arms are too long. Like nobody nobody's getting in the way of that. He's such smooth touch yep. on it. Like he just feel, yeah, and also you know what? I want to praise him for something that I've been noticing. I think a lot of people are starting to see it too. Him in transition is so good. He's so smart about when to push in transition. Yeah. Like he's really good at feeling like it doesn't it, it won't look like it. There'll be like four guys back technically, but he'll see that they're backpedaling and not paying attention. And he's good at like reading that and just driving right. Okay, baby. Coach he's K. a really <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He has a good feel for that. Like a really good feel of when to push the transition and when to settle it down. Yeah, no, I agree. And that I thought of that as soon as you said he watched a lot of hoops growing up. Because that's exactly what he plays yeah. like. Like somebody who like like Gordon Hayward now. Because yes. Hayward spent yeah, the Hayward, whole yeah. season last year just watching film and learning. And now he's like a genius on the court. His body is the only thing that he yeah. needs to catch up. Yep. Any other points? Any other last shout outs? Uh, Kyrie guys? Irving is averaging a career high in assists, steals, rebounds, and blocks this year. Yep. So that is yeah, that is he's... noteworthy. A lot of them are, by the way, like by substantial yeah. amounts. Like it's not <laughs> – like because I, I, I tweeted about this the other day. Like a lot of them are like significant. Like 1.7 steals per game. Are you serious, Gary? That's like Gary Payton out there. Like what are you doing? <laughs> it, yeah, and, and that's like a common thread for him this season. Is just, he's just – he's so good. And, and he's not he's – The not rebounds get, too, man. And, and, you know, I don't think Brad deserves coach of the year this year. Like this is – So no, far, no. Not, no. Yeah, so far. Um, as opposed to his superhero feats from last season, but the last year, last season, him was the biggest robbery I think yeah. I've ever seen. Like, he, he should, he should win this he's year it. As, to make up for last year. That's how bad it was. Yep, last year was the insane robbery. He was a brilliant coach last year. Absolutely. Like everything was on display. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Kyrie should be in the MVP conversation right now. Uh, but, Thank you. I, I said that. And everyone's been least, roasting me. Well, it's because the team is 14 <laughs> and 10 or 13 and 10. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably why. I'm not saying he should be like MVP or even top three or he top, be top five. He should be, top he should 10. be like mentioned. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. top 10. I don't know if he is like, like on those official. People are like, he's always going 22 points. I was like, do you watch these games? Like, he's taking over on both ends and like doing everything. He's legitimately like an all around. I don't want to like compare. It's a different style than Chris Paul, but it reminds me of that like kind of what Chris Paul used yeah. to do before he went to, like, the Houston Rockets, where he'd just be, like, the best player on the court and kind of do everything. Like, he's not getting an amazing amount of points, but he's kind of doing everything. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it is. And, but, yeah, and, and even his points, like, he's, he's scoring whatever he wants. Like, he's – and he keeps yeah. saying this to the media. He's just looking out for what's best for the team. Yep. That's why his assist numbers are up. And the rebounds, which is, like, shocking. He's, like – He's so good at finding loose balls now. I don't know where this has came from. I don't know if he could always do this or, like, he just kind of picked it up. But he's amazing and now, like, coming out of, like, the pack. Because like, he cares more now. Yeah. He's invested. Yeah, which you love to see it. You do love to see it. I'm going to love that max money, Kyrie. I, I really – I'm – I was so shocked that he announced it. But I'm so glad yeah. that he did because it just – it takes so much stress. Like, imagine if we were losing this much and then Kyrie – like, we didn't know that he was coming back. Yeah. Like, we were 10-10 we were and 10 at one point. Like, imagine if we were looking at that and we are like, oh, you know, Kyrie could still leave. You know, that, that would suck. People would be panicking. People would be, like, out of control. I would be out of control. Um, <laughs> the big thing about uh, – yeah, I can't believe Kyrie gave up that leverage and was just – I mean, it's not really leverage. You're getting a match yeah. no matter what. But he was like, yep. I'm staying in Boston. <laughs> nope. Stop asking me. I think he's sick of the media, and I think that's part of the reason why he wanted to get away from the Cavs. 
You could tell a lot of the times, like, he gets annoyed with being asked Kate, the same question. Kate, you talked times. about that today, actually. I don't know if you saw his quotes. Yeah, he talked Did about he? being around LeBron. He was saying that I would understand why, like, some young, like, young guys wouldn't want to play with him because it's a circus. <laughs> it is a circus. It's yeah. all about him. So, like, the fact that I'm glad that Katie would come out and say that, but, like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it is. And that's, yeah, that's just a reality. I think it would annoy a lot of people if a coworker got a lot of attention while you're doing a really yep. good job. And not even in that petty of a way. Like, they compared, like, LeBron to his yeah. dad. Like, how oh would that not, God, how would that, that not that annoy you? That gets me upset, and I'm so far removed from <laughs> yeah. that situation. That, like, as a yeah, bystander, exactly. that, like, irks me. He's a co-worker. Yeah. He's, like, and he's not, like, that much older. It's, like, a five-year older co like, right? Like, six, yeah, seven, he, eight. LeBron yeah, LeBron is 33, and Kyrie is 26. Yeah. So, it's, like, seven yeah. years. Seven years? Yeah. Dude, imagine <laughs> he if your everybody what? at your job that's seven years older than you, you had to look at them as a dad. Like, come on. Yeah, like a father figure. Like, what? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, when you were in high school, I was, like, I was a fifth grader or something like that. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird. Like a coworker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But. And, and that's, and, and, you know, he gets all the blame when LeBron loses. No, no praise if you win LeBron wins. It's just. Yep. I, yeah, and I don't, I don't blame all those reports where it's like, oh, guys want to go to the Clippers because they still want to be in L.A., but they don't want to play LeBron. Yep. Ka- Kawhi? Jimmy? When he... Jimmy, yeah. Yep. I can see that. <laughs> and it, Clippers are going to get none of them because they didn't trade for him. <laughs> I, th- I think Jimmy <laughs> no, resigns. I think Kawhi <laughs> resigns. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm leaning towards yeah. that way, too. That really sucks about – I don't care about Jimmy as much. Like, he's good, but Kawhi and- – with the Raptors, yeah, because we're gonna have to deal with them. That's gonna yep. be a tough team. They're yep. they're they're gonna I'm not win it. Overly afraid. They're gonna they're make tough. the finals at least once in the next like couple of years. This year, probably. That's it. Though. I I don't think. I think next year the window slams shut. Why is that? I, you know, but like something's man. Unless like Al Horford like deep dives like but really what, bad. What, what like what is gonna change in your opinion between this year and next? Just like having Gordon, having having a whole year of like the chemistry and everything, because Hayward's not getting. Yeah, but you, it also the fact you're like losing. Well, I get losing Terry's going to be a good thing, but like chemistry wise. Yeah, yeah. I hate that I have no, to say I that. I don't. I don't. I don't care. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> like losing Mook is a bigger deal. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're going to definitely lose him next yeah. year. But you can also acquire some other players. You know, you, you can get like the mid level guys. I'm sure Danny can find guys. You know, Robert Williams ends up being good. Yeah, it, like some of these guys are going to be good. You're going to get some, like, 25-year-old European, like a Daniel Tice, with, like, the pick number 28, and he's just going to yeah. be fine. Like, I, I can feel that yeah. coming. They're going to draft, like, an older – they can almost reach that, like, point where they can draft older players because they need them mm-hmm. right now. So it doesn't really matter that they're not going to play for 10 years right. in the NBA – or 15, rather. Um, they can kind of start doing stuff like that. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's more fun than people think to get players like yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I, miss the, I miss the vibe around the old man Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I do miss the vibe. I'm not eager to return to an aging team where you're constantly worried. If we're, next year's yeah, we're very year. far from that. But, but yeah. Yeah. I, and it's, 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 it was very reminiscent when we were 10 and 10 of when the Celtics like dropped the first five games in 2011, 12. Yes. So I'm yes. hoping that we kind of have a similar result, except, you know, we go a step further into the finals. Because yep. I, I need a finals as like a real fan. You know, like, I, I need that experience because the, the closest we've gotten twice is Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals as, as me. Like, I watched the 2010 Finals, and I was rooting for the Celtics, but I wasn't, like, a fan. Yep. 
I need that yep. experience. You need yeah. that experience. I need that Twitter experience. We at Celtics Twitter has oh, never had man, a experience. They're going to put us on the big stage. <laughs> yeah, really, I would not be surprised <laughs> if ESPN did like a feature. Like a televised feature yeah. on Weird Celtics Twitter. This sounds like so self-aggrandizing and pompous, but I mean, it's true. Like everybody, it's, amazing. it's a really cool thing. Like people talk about. Yeah, it. this summer I made like, it onto like four different pods to talk about Weird Celtics Twitter. Yeah, it's like an actual thing. It's it's becoming a thing like in Boston too, where people like kind of like briefly laugh about it. They be like, like Celtics Twitter is yeah. so weird and stuff. Like they they don't like know a lot about it, like the casuals, yeah. but they'll like know that they're kind of like developing that thing on Twitter because they're now they're doing it like in the post game show because Max like reads everything and he puts memes yep. up there and <laughs> people are like where the fuck and I'm sure there are from? a lot of casual fans that watch the post game show so it's like yeah exactly that's like where casual fans right watch. Yeah, usually it, I have to remind myself to tune in because I'll be like on Twitter and just reading what happens after a game yeah and then I'll be like oh th- yep. you know there's actual content that I could be watching about the game yeah, it's really good stuff, the post-game stuff. It really is. I, I struggle with that as well. Like, I shut it off, too, and you because know, I hop on yeah. Twitter. But I need to watch it more because it's actually, like, really good stuff. At least have stuff. it in the background or something just, you know, to look around. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, first of all, I had to buy the NBC's package to, to be able to bring it <laughs> watching because I live in Florida. <laughs> That's dedication, yeah, for real. <laughs> good for you. I, I'm paying good $10 for you. extra a month just so I can watch oh. Celtics post-game. Well, I can't even watch, you can I can't cancel, even watch the games because it's blacked out for me. So oh, I have to, sucks. I have to like combine League Pass and oh. my NBC Sports package. Oh man, yeah, that's so I, I better use it. <laughs> but you know what you can do? You can cancel Netflix because they they were gonna take oh. friends off it, so you can protest. I'm canceling it. Netflix. You can, you can I'm use canceling that. Netflix because they're taking Daredevil off. That's right. The garbage. I don't even want to get into it. I can't. Uh, I know it's like money related and everything. How, I know it's how not is it probably related? fully their choice. How is it money- Daredevil is one of their top five shows. Like, not like I'm not even saying that as like, oh, yo, this is top yeah, five. no, it it's, is it's by the numbers. It's one of their flagships. Yeah. Stranger yeah. Things. Um, Disney put a lot of pressure on them. I think that that's my reason. But like, like, what does Disney, that even mean? Though? Like, leaned on them. What does that even mean? Like, they put pressure. On, like, what does that mean in terms of like actual capital? Like, did they? Is there some kind of shady? They could be competing for. They could be competing for showrunners, actors, stuff like that. I don't really know. I just oh, that's, that's a good been the sense yeah. of it. Like every everyone brings it up that like Disney wants it, like, like like if you read like a THQ or Variety, like every single article has brought yeah. it up, not directly, but they're like Disney was kind of like, yeah, thing. but I, objectively Disney technically has nothing to do with it, so it's like I want to yeah. know what yep what it they is don't. like what because it's one of their top performing shows, so it makes yeah. no like you it can is. cancel all the other ones like I like them but you can cancel all of them and 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 keep yep. Daredevil and it's still a profit for you. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> what a note to end it I'm on! I'm so mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it next time because you know, yeah, we, we have to talk about season three because that was fantastic. Yeah, that was a great season. That was one of the better seasons of television. Yeah, of like anything. But, yep, yeah, top top. Tell tell it tell everyone where they can find you. It feels weird doing this as a co-host now, but since like <laughs> you got like a new two thousand really followers from your friends fiasco. That's, that's right. Now you have to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Andrew Doxy. You can find me literally at Andrew Doxy on Twitter because I rebranded. R.I.P. Paradox. Hey, I still own it on my burner account. <laughs> yep. There you go. Good job, Katie. <laughs> In case I ever need to switch back. But yeah. <laughs> Where do you write I for? I this box. So if you want to catch me, any of my musings about Marcus Smart and how you should start when Jalen Brown slides you got back any- in, I'll be, I'll be on Celtics blog. You got any articles uh, coming up? 
I've been planning one on Gordon Hayward's off-ball defense, but now that he's so good, nice. period, I don't know if I'm still going to do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm planning on it. Nice. Cool. That's yeah, a good one, he's, man. He's fantastic off-ball. He is. He's a um, he's so really smart, smart player. All right, man. Thanks for coming on, even though you're a co-host. I don't have to do this anymore, <laughs> well, by the way. I, why am I doing this? Thanks, I don't have to do this. You're thanks for having co-host. me. You get thanks for having me and not paying me, but thanks for having me. Thanks for having you on your own pod. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later.